Welcome to the Grown Folks Table. We both know that we're grown. Real experiences, real conversations. Like a real woman would. Okay. Welcome to the Grown Folks Table. Um, we're so glad to have you be a part of our audience um, on tonight. Um, I'm gathered here uh, tonight with some wonderful sisters, and we're ready to jump, jump into some hot topics and some great discussion um, about our nation and its current state. We... we um, <laughs> I have no other way but to introduce our topic, but um, but say that it seems as if our country is now at a at a in a culture war, and um, we have so much going on. Um, within our um, African-American community. And it has opened up in such a way um, from talking about uh, um, just a, a couple weeks ago, um, we were all talking about um, Ahmed Aubrey, and then um, moving on, now we're having in a, a total, total, total dysfunction um, within our community surrounding George Floyd. Uh, tell me, um, Libya, just help help me um, unpack this on tonight, and, and this is the reason why. When I when I thought about having this conversation with you all on tonight, I thought about wanting to have this conversation with my sisters. I did. I said I want to have this conversation tonight with my sisters because I have been vexed in my spirit um, about this conversation and how to kind of unpack that. So, if you would just tell me, how do you feel about? What's what has been going on just from from laying out the series of incidents amongst the African-American community? Well, I think that there's a number of things now that we're looking at. I think we've gotten to a boiling point. Um, I think, as you said, we have the Ahmaud Arbery um, uh, murder. <laughs> Let's call it what it is. Uh, murder. And that had upset our community uh, in such a great way. As soon as we were were trying to organize and trying to get our head wrapped around that and uh, the pain that we were feeling uh, with that, that became something that we had begin to focus in on. Although we know we've had other incidents, then we had the Breonna Taylor incident to pop up. And then we found ourselves dealing with two uh, different incidents, but one in the same where we're having, you know, uh, basically the fear, not only the black male, but just the fear of the black population. And so we're dealing with that in such a great way. And we got through trying to figure out what needs to happen with this, what justice needs to take place, you know, which officers needs to be fired. And then soon as we got through that, and then the non-officers for Ahmaud Arbery, we get to the George Floyd incident where we witness uh, a video with the rest of the world, uh, because it's not just the states that have seen, so the world has seen what happened to George Floyd. And when we saw that video to see uh, someone take a knee to another human being and to press that knee on that human being for seven to eight minutes, some say it was eight to nine minutes, without any recourse, without any uh, feelings whatsoever, and to have that person cry out for his deceased mother, along with people begging the officer to let him up, telling him that the man is shouting that he cannot breathe. And then you have a firefighter who comes to the scene who begs to check his vitals and is told no. This all played out on a video on television. So at that particular point, I think that we had just had it We've had enough of it. 
And so right now the world is protesting. I mean, not United States. I just looked at um, on Twitter and on Instagram with Paris. They're out in droves. They're protesting for something that happens in the United States. And I don't want to take too much time because I know we got a lot to do uh, in this, but I think that's where we are. We're just all, and I mean, I have to say it the way I feel it. I'm pissed the hell off, <laughs> to be very honest. And that's just how I feel. And, and I think in in, in a um, in a in a place that where where we are right now, I think it's okay to be able to say that because all of us here on tonight um, were in a place where we were there when the with the Rodney King situation happened. I think we're in a um, at least a, is it a thirty year? Are we in a twenty year um, margin of when the Rodney King riots um, actually broke out? And as a people, um, Joyce, are we in a better place of, of responding to that level of, of a social injustice. Like, you know, talk to me about the response of the people um, that, that you're seeing. I mean, we're in a better place because of access. You know, back, back then it wasn't quick access. If the media and any uh, black you know, radio station talked about it, then that's how they got it. But let something go down now. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's just a, it's a, it's a split second. Mm-hmm. And, and because we've carried Rodney King and a whole list of other people yes. up until this moment, I'm right where Libby at. I'm pissed off as hell mm-hmm. because, you know, I, I, I have a 24 year, I have sons. And, and children in general that I, I don't want to see anything happen. And, and I mean, I've experienced even being at, in, a, in, a, in my car waiting to make a turn and an officer hollering at me for no damn reason. And I roll my window down. I'm like, why are you hollering at me? You know, why are you doing that? Because you think you got some authority? You know, so so we not just the youth, but everybody is at a level of frustration because we're tired of it and we can communicate quickly. Look at us. We said, hey, Tuesday night, sisters, you know, let's go to the grown folks table and let's talk about this because we all are upset about it and we all want to do whatever we can. I, I, I'm trying my best not to let my blood pressure go up tonight because I I am so frustrated. <laughs> I pray for my son and my nephews and my niece. I pray for people all day, every day because of what is going on. And, and at this point, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Zoom, but it's it's at a at, at an eye and ear reach. And if something go down, we will know about it because all that protesting that went on this weekend, it was it 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 went through uh, Instagram. It went through Twitter. They were like, "Hey, meet at," and the world met. <laughs> and so it's just a different climate. It's just a different time, and and we're just not going to take it. And and our youth because they've seen how we are and how we've been as parents. My son has seen what what angers me. So, you know, I see my mama mad. Let me go and see what I can do about this. 
although she's mad because of how she feels what will happen to me. So now, look, as, as the old folks say, nowadays, you can't put nothing past us because we, we, we're not having it. We find out about it and we're going to do something about it. But, but here's the thing. A black man dies at the hand of a police. Why, why, why does this keep happening, Becky? Why, 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 are we, why are we keep reliving this particular thing? The you know, that's a million-dollar question. Yeah, yeah. Go on, go on Becky. That's the, that's the, the, the million-dollar question that um, everyone is, is asking. Why are we still here? Today, yeah. I did a blog post, and I did a blog post of a video that Maya Angelou um, mm-hmm. did, and she did it back in 1982, mm-hmm. um, recalling something 30 years prior, which makes it 38 years today. And she was basically talking about how she was so afraid to walk across the 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 railroad tracks to the white side of town because she was not protected if she was there. So it was best for her to just stay on her side of town. And she said, you know, that was 30 years ago and we're still in that same place today. That video um, was done um, 15 years ago and we still in that place um, today. But what what I think it does, I'm, I, I definitely I'm with Libby, I'm with Joyce. Anger is definitely what what comes up inside, and and the anger comes up because for me, it takes me to a memory, it takes me to an incident, it takes me to something that transpired with me, and I think so many people don't get that, or people that are not African American don't get that it's mm. not a one time thing, or it's not just this thing. It reminds me of what happened to me, what happened to my brother, what happened to my father. It brings all of these memories up, and those memories tend to get immediately fresh because it has not been taken care of. I think right now, this is the this is the first time I've seen this. You guys tell me about you. It's the first time I've seen at this level in the last 20 years of all of this going on where someone was fired immediately because that's that's all that almost never um happens and um the fact that that um someone was you know immediately brought in for um for charges and then that police um chiefs are saying here's what we're not going to do and then to see the other races that have come instead of i've watched so many videos of white people standing in front of black people to protect them the sad point is that's the only way we get protected is for if if I get in front of you then you got to do that to me but you okay doing it to them but it stops the police that there alone is a sign that just breaks my heart to to see it you know a friend jump out in front of her 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 male friend she was white he was african-american and he was on his knees and she saw the cop and she got scared and she jumped in front of him and got on her knees and then the cop stopped when Mm -hmm. he when he got to her that stuff that that hurts but it helps too You know, I wanted to say, Alicia, that I don't know if you all remember, perhaps Joyce will. Mm -hmm. Years ago, there was this movie called Network and um, Faye Donaway was in it. And I can't remember the, the guy, George C. Scott, I think. But the end of the movie is very powerful in my memory. And so they raise up the window in their city. Everybody raises their window and screams out, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. Mm -hmm. 
And it was a powerful ending to a movie. And I thought about that with the looting. And so people have judged the looters. And I'm not condoning the stealing and the trashing people. I'm not condoning that at all. But what I do understand, and I think we all can agree, is people are mad as hell. And they're yes. not going to take it anymore. And, and that, that emotion is, you, we're dealing with a virus, COVID-19, where people have lost jobs and they've lost wages and they can't feed their kids and they can't send them to school. And so many things are going on with people. And then we want to drip and give them little um, things to appease them. And we have to be aware that major corporations have gotten most of the money that was meant for us, for the smaller individual. So it's a lot of frustration among our people, not just our people. I am so proud that as a, a community of people, black, white, red, yellow, that they're coming forth and they're saying, we are mad as hell and we're not gonna take it anymore from you. You're not gonna kill our neighbors. You're not gonna kill our friends. You're not gonna do it. And so I, as a mom, I have two sons and a daughter. Do you really think that we can feel that our daughters are not subject to the same thing? Mm -hmm. This is something that's happening to our young, our men, our women, our older ones. Uh, Floyd was about 46, 47 years old. We're worried about the little hoodies that our kids wear at 18 years old. And we're saying, don't go out with a hoodie and don't do this and don't do that. Here, a grown man, 47 years old, would die at the hands of a racist like this. And so it's, you know what? I, I feel the frustration, but if I gave a name to my emotion, I am so brokenhearted. Mm -hmm. I am so brokenhearted that this is the world that we have for our children and our children's children. That I'm concerned about my 18-year-old grandson. And if he drives and if he gets stopped and what will happen. I am brokenhearted that that spirit of racism is alive and well all over the country. So it's mm -hmm. been hard to process of what could happen. That could have been my husband. It could have been my son. And I guess until we all feel that close to us, then we sit and we become apathetic to it. But we must rise up on the platform that we've been given to express a righteous indignation to say I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. And I think that's the biggest thing. You, 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 you know, we, we are all at this place, but I think the, the big conversation is where do you go from here? Mm -hmm. We all know what has taken place. We all know what has gone down. Where do, where do you go from here? And I think, you know, before we come off of this call, we yeah. have to, we have to, yes. you know, come up with our solutions based mm -hmm. on who we are mm -hmm. and the roles that we play. Mm -hmm. I said it once before, Vicki is on the Board of Education for DeKalb County in, in, in Georgia. We're, and we know what she, how passionate she is for our children. So we know the type of elected official that she is. And we should get behind that, those kinds of people. The other people we have to hold mm -hmm. accountable is our elected officials who can decide 
the police chiefs who yeah. can decide, right. you know, who the judges are, who can make these decisions because it's in, in, in Brunswick, it was a district attorney who turned her head. Yes, yes. Who, who elected her? <laughs> you know, right. who elected right. her? And, and, right. and, 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 that's, and that's what frustrates me to no end because I just want to make sure that people that I click are going to roll up on a yeah. DA who yeah. ain't convicting somebody who you know murdered, yeah. you know, just because they right. are a cop. So, you know, that's, that's where I am. It's like, it's like we can sit up here and raise 15 days worth of hell, but we got to have some type of plan and solution mm -hmm. for, for, to, for going forward. Okay. And, you know, I, the, uh, protesting, you know, that's, that's a part of it. But right. what else has to happen? We, what else has to happen? There has to be policy change. Yeah. There has to be policy change. You know, yeah. we have to have change in the law enforcement. Mm -hmm. We have to have change at all levels because without that change, I would say that if they go through the police department, I don't think that they are vetting these officers in the way they've done in the past. Mm -hmm. Because if they did that, I don't think half these people would be on force. Now, mm -hmm. I'm not uh, totally against law enforcement because I have friends in law enforcement. I have friends at FBI, all those, DA and all that. So I know there are some good people out there. But as we all said and stated, we are mad as hell. We are angry. And I feel yeah. like all of you, I woke up this morning very heavy. Mm -hmm. Didn't know if I would be able to get on this call because it is an emotional what we are feeling right now in this country. And when you have people abroad feeling what we are feeling, that is huge. That speaks volume. People are angry and I am bothered and I am bothered for the fact that there are different set of rules. That's right. Different set of rules for us, for law enforcement, and our black boys and girls, men and women. And that's what bothers me more so because they can think they can shoot and kill our black children on the street like a dog and there are no repercussions. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. all eyes, because of social media, thank God for social media, because we didn't have this years back. And I am old enough to remember the Watts, the Detroit, the L.A. riots, yeah. Yeah. when Dr. Yeah. King was killed. I was 13 years old. I remember those days, and I remember how I felt. So yeah. my granddaughter just the other day, nine years old, but she didn't want to watch it. She was so yeah. afraid and she said, turn it off. I, I don't want to see it. But I did have to sit her down and explain to her what was really happening and the reason for the protest. Now we're not going to talk about all the people behind the protest creating chaos and corrupt in our city. And mm. I know we'll get into that a little later, but we know and I'm, I'm born and raised native of Atlanta. I know the Atlanta flavor. I know that was not Atlanta. Mm -hmm. yeah. I know yeah. that for a fact. Yeah. When I first saw it, I said, because Atlanta people don't act like that. They mm -hmm. act a certain way, but they are not going to corrupt and destroy where they have to live. Mm -hmm. yeah. well, I was that was going to be one of my questions, Delois, and um, how, for those of you that have seen 60 years of this, you know, like, and, and that, you know, that means, you know, where people have said, okay, it takes time to create, um, to, um, 
to fix the, the justice system. You know, we've heard it takes time, you know, but how much more time is it going to take? You know, so are we supposed to wait 60 more years before we get this right? You know, because if that's the case, then uh, a few of us won't see that in our time. Mm -hmm. And so I want everyone on this um, and on our meeting space in our virtual space to see this in real time to see the change happen in real time to not to have to wait another 60 years to fix our, our justice system when it comes to dealing with African Americans you know I'm, I'm just yeah. proud of it I'm ready for it yeah. to evolve I'm tired of people saying that they don't understand yeah. where, where they do understand or that oh um, it, it's it's hitting or everyone you know I, i'm it's not hidden you know everyone what is it that they say oh um it's a uh i'm not awakened but what when they're they're trying to say that the pre the prejudice is is hidden no um it's it's, it's awakening all of it and we saw it when we saw the lady in the park with the dog and and the bird the black man that was a bird watcher it was evident you know, she knew the power of her whiteness in you know, that moment. That's right. Think about that, Becky. I agree. I agree with you, uh, too, Libby. Uh, listen to me, Lizzie. Um, Alicia, I agree with you, but I do think that there are some women in other races that... Um, don't know what they don't know. And then let me tell you what I mean by, by, by this. Now we see, I, I believe people see what goes on and because it's at a distance or, or so from them, it's just like not really, not really real. And then it goes on and we do what we, we do. We come out, we're upset and then it goes on to the next one. But a friend of posted who is a, who's a white woman who posted. She has a, a black husband and her post, I, I literally cried today when I read her post and she wrote the post to all of her, her white friends um, in the white community. And she said, you know, I never realized how much a woman of privilege that I was until I married a black man. And she gave like probably eight examples in, in her post. But one of the examples that she gave was going over, going, to a party um, in the neighborhood, a pool party, and um, they have two daughters, and one of her daughters was taking longer, so her husband had already left, and then she was like, well, I'm just going to cut through the neighbor's yard to get um, um, on the other side of the street, and on the way home, she was going to cut through the yard again. He was like, what are you doing? She was like, well, let's just cut through here. He said, no, I'll take the long way around. He said, a black man cutting through our yard is a phone call to the police, mm -hmm. and she said, it was situations like those that he would would tell her oh no no um they would be walking their daughters at night and he'd say hey all right the sun is going down let's head back home and she said um she was like well why it's still nice and he said after dusk a black man walking in this neighborhood is a phone call to the cops and so he continued to share these things and she said um she asked her community now how many of you white men have ever been walking um, with your kid and thought about, let me get back home for safety. How many of you have ever, so she asked these questions that she said, I never would have asked before had I not um, been with someone who was sharing these things and I'm seeing these things happen. So I do think that there is a group of people who don't know what they don't know. And they didn't even, like she said, I didn't realize
realized that was right privilege. And she said, so I'm, I want to call out some of the behaviors that I did not even knowing. I want to call out some of the things I've taken for granted. And I didn't even know that I was taking them for granted until my husband said, but I can't do that. He went to work every day in, in, in khakis and a button down shirt and their whole team dressed casual flip flops and shorts. And she was like, why are you dressing like that? He said, because a black man that comes to work in flip flop and shorts is looked as lazy, sorry, not educated. So he has to do something different. So I do think that there are some people who don't know some things, but I also know that there are those people that were like in that park. They know exactly what they're doing and they're using it for their good, not ours. I, I would I have to interject with that, Becky, to say um, I, I think what it is 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 it's one of those things that happens when you have privilege. Um, I don't know if I want to if I want to coin it as they not knowing, but I think I want to talk about the privilege because when you do have privilege, you 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 are quote unquote uh, not really aware, and that's because you have opened your eyes. Privilege. Mm-hmm allows us not to open our eyes to things that are really happening in the world because privilege says our reality is this, our reality is that. But for those who come outside of the privilege because they need to come outside the privilege, i.e. they work with someone, they, they, they go to school with someone, when they try to really come out of the privilege, not just saying from like, okay, I go to school here, but physically, I mean, but mentally from the mind, when they begin to try to understand others that's when they begin to learn and i think what you're saying is it was her with the person she with that that opened her eyes and removed her eyes from the privilege that she was under and, and that's what bothers me what bothers me is persons like that uh in, in my opinion are persons who can walk in that privilege and do things that they don't know that's covered under privilege. Um, because what it does for them, it says in the privilege with this blinder on, it does say, well, I am the better race. I don't have to worry about these things because guess what? That doesn't happen at my side of town. I've never seen anything like that. Truth of the matter is, there's no way you can't. Because the truth is, it is it's very evident for those who come outside the privilege. And, and that's the thing that I struggle with. I struggle with the fact that the only way, unfortunately, for us to be able to truly get up under this umbrella of all of this uh, injustice, racism, is for the white privilege people. They have to stop being quiet. They have to stop hiding behind privilege. They have to stop hiding behind the walls because they're afraid if they say something that grandmama, granddaddy, uh, a, a church member, or my co-worker, or my community person, or the person I do yoga with are going to be mad at me because I've spoken up for a black person. I, I looked at a post today on one of my seminary uh, classmates, a white who put up a Black Lives Matter, and he began to go down his post with all these different things about Black Lives Matter. Well, guess what? His white friend got on the post and put in capital letters, all lives matter. That's yeah. privilege. <laughs> but that's the cloud. Cloud. the cloud that says, why would you single out black people? We all matter. Well, you've been mattering. Yes. <laughs> can, we matter? can you remember that we matter? But, but, you know what, but you know what, Becky? We create our realities. You do understand that people create that thing that this woman could be married to a black man, not dating, but actually married. They, so they dated first and then they got married. And you just got a revelation, not being negative about her, but you just had a light bulb moment that your husband 
got to work harder and be smarter and, and, and be strategic about how he get home and drive home. It, it's, I think we create these fantasies. That's it. Creating fantasies and these bubbles. And sometimes if you can, people feel like if they remove themselves from certain communities of people, then they're not subject to that kind of life. So people move on the north side of the district or they move on the north side of town where they don't, they all get along and our children play together. But when the rubber hits the road, I can't use certain language on here because I don't want to get in trouble. But well, when you might be able to because I might be almost there. When that rubber meet the road, I used to tell people, go back and research slavery, whether you were in the house are you in the field? No. You're still, you know what I'm saying? Yes. You're still. So whether you live on the north side or live in Buckhead <laughs> or Bankhead, you're still. You're still. <laughs> and I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to leave it there. I, I mean, it's, it was just, I, I think something just really, it, something, uh, it did something to me. The lady's name was Amy Cooper. You yeah. know, it did something to me too. To, to see her um, doing that. And, and here we go again with the video and the camera. Yep. Had he not had the camera, come on somebody, Nobody had he not crazy. had the camera and said, go ahead and call the police, it would have been her word. And, you yeah. know, and he, his, his life could have been in danger. It could have ended so much different. People want to talk about where he went to school and how smart he was and the job he held. And that was the reason why. But no, I really think it had all something to do with the camera, you know? And so mm -hmm. that is the state um, that we're in when it comes to our black boys and our black men. I'm going to share this story real quick. My brother, um, I went to the University of West Georgia, and that's in Carrollton, Georgia. And so um, my brother would commute from home, um, which is in Decatur. And so my dad would tell him, I don't care what goes on, what you're doing, but when you come, you need to come back to Atlanta, be back to Atlanta before dark time. I do not want you on 20 going through Douglas um, at nighttime. He, was, he, he said it just like that. I kid you not, my brother decided one night he wanted to go to a party and he, he drove home and he, he, he was driving an intrepid Dodge. He was pulled over by three or four, this is never, by three or four policemen. It devastated him. Mm. At mm. one time, one black boy, three, four policemen to turn their lights on. He was terrified. Mm. Ter terrified. And I have a black boy. And he's 10. And I don't want that to happen to him. Mm -hmm. I, I don't want him to. to so I say, I didn't say, I think Martin Luther King Jr., they marched so we wouldn't have to experience certain things. You know, I, why are we still here, Delois? Why, why, why are we still experiencing? Because we have not overcome. We have not overcome. <laughs> you know, we think because we have a little money. We think because we have a little wealth. Come on. We think because we have a business. Mm -hmm. We think because we moved to Buckhead that we have overcome. And we have not. All the strides that have been made, all the accomplishments, we are still back. And I am, at the age I am, it blows me away. We are still mm -hmm. where we were when I was a child. Yes. And this has not changed. Yes. And, and we have got to see some change coming soon. I'm just blown away that we are here about George because of $20, a counterfeit $20 that that could have been passed off on anybody. I gave my sister a $100 bill. I got it from the bank. 
but she had wasn't a problem. even counterfeit. She had a problem trying to, people would not take that $100 bill. I said, <laughs> but I got it from the bank. Yeah. So things like that can happen. But now the store owners, they want to apologize. They're sorry. We hate, we call. But to watch him, as we talked about earlier, to watch him die on the streets. And he died on the streets. We mm -hmm. watched it. And the way they rolled him over and put him on the gurney, it was just appalling. I was just blown away. And because we all said, I have brothers. You know, I'm a mother, grandmother, I'm a sister. And we are feel for our children growing up. I have a grandson who will be driving soon. And you're right, we have to have these conversations with them because it's not as easy for them to now get in the car and just go somewhere. Mm -hmm. And we worry, are they going to come back home? So we now have to teach them about when you leave the house, all the things, all the ABCs you have to do, you must do. And if you are stopped by the police officer, put your hands on the steering wheel. You know, all these things, when these are the people that they grew up thinking, protectors, you know, officer friendly. We don't have that anymore. It's not officer friendly. But I think if they go back to going to the neighborhoods, finding out about these officers' characters, you'll find out a lot of things because I can, and, and, and Alicia, you in HR, now you don't just hire people and you have not got a background check. And, and, and they're doing those they're doing those background checks too, Dolores. The thing that I find that that drives me crazy because they do it with teachers too. You leave a one a precinct out on bad terms, and then but you can go to it. Now, go I'm not going. Else. That's you crazy. can go somewhere else, and now you a cop um, somewhere else. When we left Texas twelve years ago, our our police chief there was all kind of scandal, and he was fired two years after being in Atlanta. Guess who was the police chief in Atlanta? <laughs> oh, I was hey. like, hey. Did they, did they not look at the news and see that's what has to stop if you got something on your record that shows this you can't get a you can't get a job in this industry anymore you got to do something else but they keep leaving the door open because absolutely well, you can't work here but i don't want to stop you from from your career yes, yes you stop i'm not stopping you i'm taking an action you yes. stopped you i just have to take the action because of what you done and we that's the stuff in corporate america you can't go and oh i stole from them but they ain't no. my record so i can go and, and get enough that that's the stuff that has to to be inside of the system you know what and the system is corrupt i mean it's, yes. there's a corruption in the system exactly the system. Now, I mean, that showed, that showed in brunswick it showed in yeah. brunswick how yes. the oh. system is yes. corrupt yeah and, and but 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 like i go back to say the the DA like yeah. the D like some of the DAs that are running for office right That's now it. are voted in there. That's right. And I think you know we can talk until the the backside of my hair is just as gray as the front side. <laughs> you know about about the inequality here. I mean we can talk about it all day. I think I think where we have to do as responsible mothers and women and aunts and, and, and professionals and things, we have to start talking about, so what do we do? What do we tell our sons when, and daughters when they turn 18? Baby, if you don't do nothing else, you know, June 6th or June 9th, vote. 
If you don't do nothing else, do these things. And I think that's where we have to change the the conversation and the narrative is like, we know this is going down. Mm -hmm. Now, what as a collective group that has Twitter, that has Zoom, that has Facebook, that has all of this, then what can we communicate to say, here's what has to go down so the right sheriffs won't hire the wrong officers. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that if and that if an officer nut up, then that officer that nutted up on Saturday got fired on Sunday. Yeah. You know, that's what I'm talking about. Those people yeah. that are in office that's gonna say, look here, I ain't playing with y'all. Accountability. Thank you. That was the word I just been thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> I think we gotta two sit them down and let them see what the our, our leadership at the top looks like. Yes. Yeah. Oh, well, you, you, you already know. My 45 got to go. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying? I wanna, if I, I can get away with vote three times to get 45 out, I'd show what you I want to bring up this. I want to bring up this. Did you all see it was on The View? Did you guys know? Wait a minute. Can you hear me? I was watching The View. And and they were talking about um, the, the, um, the lady in the park, Cooper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and they talked about the whole thing. And of course, it was appalling. But this is what was quite interesting. One of the ladies said, and you know, she was a Democrat. Mm. <laughs> and, and, and so somebody said, and what does that have to do with anything? Because they often say that the Republicans are the ones that are doing things that are wrong. Well, we better teach our children, Joyce Littell. Mm-hmm. is we better know who the enemy is. Hello? And, and, mm-hmm. and it's not always those that are Republican, and it's not just a Democrat, but we need to study character about people. Hello? Because enemies can come in any, a Democrat, any, any party, political affiliation, and yes. any, any hue or color. We need to get to the character of people. That cop in there who killed George, George Floyd, he had a history. Yes. A history. He had a history of being a hothead. Most head, of them do. But they did nothing about it. So we've got to teach our children even to go deeper. But I think we, we want his job. He, we want his boss's job, too. Because <laughs> <laughs> he hired him. Right. I yeah. agree. You're not going to hold agree. him accountable. Yeah. He, he has a history or a record. Okay, yeah. so we want your job, too, because you're not doing a, being a great leader. Exactly. Yep. Let me ask you guys this. On the ballot for, I know in Georgia for 2020, there um, um, there was a question on the ballot. Do you believe that people who have served their time for any, any um, criminal act that they have demonstrated should get their right to vote back? Um, and, and when I saw that, what I really thought about is, you know, how the system when, when slavery, slavery was emancipated then there was a different form that was created and it was prisons to be able to well if we this this is the way we'll do it now and so there are so many people who don't have a right to vote that are citizens doing working just like everyone else what do you guys think about uh if that would make a change in because i know a lot of people don't want that to happen because it, it there are uh, it gives a, a more african american Americans the right to vote? I think they should be able to vote. I think they've served their time. Some of those people, they have been reformed. I know some people have come out and just turned their lives around, have done a 360 and just so proud of them. You can't just hold people 
was something they've done and and then why were they there all those years? Why they put all that time in? They weren't reformed. You're not going to let them come back out to society. You're not really giving them good training. We already know that. But at least you can give them their right to vote. Listen, most of them in there, they ain't do it. <laughs> I mean, let's keep it. That, let's that, keep it one hundred. <laughs> There's a lot of them sitting behind the bars. Living so did not do this. <laughs> right. they they and because you knew they didn't do it, because you mm-hmm. to make your community feel better about getting so and so and quieting down the community. So mm-hmm. have sitting behind the bars. I'm not saying that they are innocent, but I'm saying there's a t- if you if you really study the, the statistics and you look at all of the metrics, you would see that most of them in there should not be in there anyway. Yes. The time, yeah. so you put them in there, you box them in, you get them come out. They have this on their record. They can't get it expunged. And tell them that they cannot be natural citizens the way they should be and get the right to vote. You put them in there and they shouldn't have been there. I told you I was pissed off today. That's right. <laughs> I got a whole lot of time for you. I got a whole lot of time for you. <laughs> tell me, what do you think about the, uh, the fact that Georgia um, is one of the only few states that don't have uh, the hate crime hate law? Crime bill. I think it's disgusting. It's disgusting. It's crazy. Again, it goes back. That's where we start, right there. It goes back to what Joyce has been saying to us tonight. That's where we start, Joyce. And there has to be, I think once we conclude this conversation, just for the purposes of the the, 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 uh, recording, it's a conversation that must continue. It's not just one hour a month or one hour a week, but this is a continuous discussion because if we are not happy with the fact that it is not a hate crime in Georgia for you to kill people on the basis of their race, something's wrong with that. And yet as mothers and as grandmothers and aunts and sisters, if we walk away and forget that, then the onus is on us. Yeah, it is. We we yeah. must hold people accountable to make changes because Absolutely. because the state representatives are going to convene at the top of the year. So we yeah. need to vote some folk in in November yeah. that is going to put that before the 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 the, the, the people so it can be yes. changed. Yes. Yes. So yes. If, if we allow yes. the same folk who yes. have allowed this this to be a yeah. a, a, a happy Georgia all of this time, then we're not going to get what we know we need. Mm -hmm. So I go back again. It's like everybody on this call and the and the people that are are looking in live. Thank you all for doing that. Then make sure come Tuesday that if you have a person that is eligible to Mm -hmm. vote, Mm -hmm. make sure that they vote. Make sure, put a call in to your circle of people from family members to friends and say, hey, do you have that peach? <laughs> you know, so they can so they can vote. And then by November, we need to do it once again. So come January, when they go to the state house and you know we need to we need to demolish this thing yeah. or, or have or, or have a law you know, in regards to that, then you can say to yourself, I voted for such and such. Mm -hmm. And he has said to me 
that he's going to work or she's going to work to get this law passed yes. or get the, you know, and then when it doesn't go down, you roll up on them. All. I thought you said you're going to do yeah. what you're going to do. Yeah. And we can't faint in it. A lot if of you we give up. Exactly. If you were able to, if COVID didn't, 19 didn't stop you from Listen. testing and looting, right. and, or it definitely should not stop you from going to vote go to the, go to when vote. you need to go and vote. Go to vote. Go and, to and vote. Think, and we we saw a sea of people, you know, protesting yes. and talking and, and things like that. Now, I'm going to say this about the looting, and I know you guys, some of you may disagree. I, I'm the, the looting part, I, I can't agree with it. Tearing yeah. up our communities, yeah. um, period. So first of all, a lot of our businesses, whether it's black, white, or indifferent, are suffering from COVID. Some of them got the money, some did not, but they're losing their businesses. And then to come and have people, you know, demolish and tear them down. You know, I, I, I think that we're going to need some therapy after yeah. COVID because yeah. of all of this, you know? So you have people, a lot of people have lost some things due to COVID, you know? And so then to have their businesses, I know one black business in, in particular, she was excited about reopening. And then right after this happened um, in California, they came and looted and broke her windows and all of that. And so she had to get a contractor to come and that cost money, what money, and she did, she did not receive funding, you know? So my, my heart is, is in a different direction. I know that we are angry. I know that we are upset. I embrace the anger. I do. I just want the, us to redirect our anger in a different direction that's going to cause change. I want our voices to be heard. I, I want people to, I know that is black people. We're tired of talking. Mm -hmm. we're, it's now for, it's now time for people to listen, you know? And I think uh, when I saw some of the, um, some of our white brothers kneeling, um, um, just as uh, the officers kneeling, I saw to, I think we're getting through. I think ears are opening. You know, I, mm -hmm. I think people are listening. But mm -hmm. now that you hear and now that you see, we're ready for the do, you know, because, mm -hmm. you know, we, we are um, black folks. We, we good about saying your word is bun, you know, mm -hmm. put some action to it. You know, mm -hmm. don't, don't just be about it. What, yeah. what is it? You know, don't talk about it, be about it. Don't talk about it, be about it. You know, I wanted to say something in, in, in favor of the rioting and the looting. It, it's not right. But what I will say is it did what it's supposed to do because what happened is the media honed in on the small portion of those who were rioting. Mm -hmm. The of the matter is you had about six hours of peaceful protesting oh, that nothing mm -hmm. about. That's true. You know we what? Had, She's right. Yeah, She's right. we had six mm -hmm. hours of peaceful right. protesting mm -hmm. that you hear nothing about but yes. all you hear about is that one little, maybe 30 minutes to an hour yes. Yes. of rioting by a small group of agitators. Yes. This after the peaceful protesters yes. left. Yes. So we, I, what I don't want us to do is I don't want us to hone in there and, and think that that was the, the whole makeup of the whole is wrong. And you should, that's not the way to do that. But that was not the act of the protest. The protest was peaceful for six hours. It did what it needed to do. They addressed registering the vote. They talked about mobilizing and strategizing and getting to the polls. And, and they talked about your vote is your power to people who don't think that our vote is our power because we got a dumb dumb that got into the office because people decided that they, they hated uh, crooked Hillary, so they didn't vote. 
Absolutely. You know what? The one thing, Libby, I agree. And I and I want to be clear about that. I don't think it's ever right to, def, to, yeah. to defame and to destroy. I think it's wrong. But what I will say is when you get frustrated at that level where you're not heard yeah. and you feel invisible yeah. and you feel in danger and you're dealing with a spirit of fear, you act out in inappropriate ways. Yes. And our, our, our society is reaping now what they sowed years ago. Yes. And our people are fearful. Yeah. And that just comes out in the most unproductive and, and uh, ways of anger. So I agree with you. It was some great protesting with a great message, but the news is for Only the sake of sensationalism. Hey, you know, when I was 16, I, I was in the office with my mom and the principal and was told that I could, I was going to be invited to be on our drill team. I had, I didn't make the team. My name wasn't on the list, but a few weeks later, Oh, Becky, we're going to invite you. I was like, I don't understand why I, I didn't make the team. And the principal just looked at me. He turned red. He didn't know what to say. And I was just like, I don't understand. And my mother looked at me and she said, you made the team. And I was like, but my name wasn't on the list. And, and I was 16, still trying to get my head wrapped around. And then it hit me. Oh, they didn't want me because I was black on the team. And I looked at my mother and, you know, she's, she's shaking her head. And I was like, are you serious? I, when I tell y'all I got mad, I got mad. And my mother is in there now and I respect my mother, but I'm so mad. I'm looking at him and saying, I don't want to be on your team. If y'all don't want me on your team, I don't want to be on your team. You can have it. I don't want to be on their team. They don't want me because the color of my skin, I'm just going in. And my mother's like, hold on, Becky hold on. And, and she, she gets him to leave, calms me down. And I refuse to cry in front of him. But y'all at 16, I could have picked up the desk and threw it on him because <laughs> you allowed a teacher to blackball me because she didn't want any African-Americans on her team. And y'all were okay with that. And so as I watched the looting, I said, you know, I, I, that was not in just innate in, in me, but to see the look on his face, like my mother had him where he had no choice, but to make a decision to put me on that team. When every evidence said she's supposed to be on the team, he had no choice. And for him to look like, well, we'll add you to the, I could have tore that place up. I mean, and then walked out of there and be like, all right, mom, let's go home. We can get, grab something to eat. But, that's the part I think was sometimes it can disconnect um, from people because I don't condone it either. I don't, I, I, it makes me mad. I get angry and it's like you tearing up stuff. What, what is that about? And then at the same time, I know when you look at someone and you're having a conversation and they make you invisible, yes. that mm -hmm. does something to you. Oh yeah, that's good. And I think that has just been the weight of African-Americans all of these years. We're feeling like we're invisible. You know, it's, it's, it's like we're, we're feeling like they're not hearing us. Our voice is not being heard. You know, uh, we're, we're feeling suffocated by the injustice. We're feeling suffocated by the racism and the, the unconscious bias. We're, whatever they choose to, to categorize it and call it these days, we're, we're feeling overwhelmed by not being heard. And so what we're seeing today in 
weeks and weeks to come is the fact that we're tired of being not heard. And so now, um, as you so politely put it, one way to be heard is to go vote and to not be um, not lose hope in it, you know, to, to stay the course, to not let this just be a one time thing. You know, I, I heard um, our president say that, you know, we were not honoring George Floyd by protesting, by um, by looting, and, and by, you know, this is not honoring him. I, I, I beg to differ. I, I beg to differ that the fact that we were not silenced during the time that, that our voices need to be heard the most was in this particular time. And um, I don't think we've seen the end of it. Um, I, I know that um, black people are rallying together, not just black people, but everyone is rallying together and we have gotten the attention of the country. Um, and we're getting ready to close out. Is there any lasting comments that anybody want to share? Before? Well, I, I, I want to share some of the comments that are, are being said on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a young lady named uh, Tamura Freeman. And if you're still watching, I'm sorry if I screwed up your name. But she says it does take time, but there has to be unity during this time. And I think we have shared that, that we gotta, we gotta come together on it. And she also said a lot of people have gotten laxed in their voting and become uh, content with where they are. And I think we have to be the stimulus. We have to continue to stimulate the hearts and minds of our young people because we we have lived the struggle for as long as we have so we have to stimulate them to say hey we got you uh i was talking to uh one of my hosts today on on uh, uh waok wandalin and she says that she uh, uh goes over to the au center and was talking to the students some of the students that are still there during this time and they said that they want the support of us, you know, but we don't, they don't want to be, you know, talked to like they are our kids, but they want the support because they're going to get out there, you know, whether anybody like it or not, they're going to get out there. But if I, but, but if I know, like my son, know I got your back, your dad got your back, your grandma, your auntie, all of us got your back. Just go do the right thing. Go, you know, go assert, you know, how you feel. If you're going to protest, protest for, 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 for something that's going to benefit everybody. And I got your back. You know, I don't know if I, if I, if I might be a little bit more angry if I see you throwing a chair in a window. But if I see you standing out saying we're tired and we're not going to take it anymore that you know our lives matter i got you (laughs) you know i got you on that Mm -hmm. and so i think it it, you know in our space if they know that they got some some support behind them you know and people who are protesting people who are letting their voices be heard then i think it has a a a bigger and a, a better direction um and 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 so i think that's that's the space that I want to be in is that I got you. I got you, my brothers and sisters. Believe that. You know, uh, I know uh, uh, one of someone who who were willing to put up the bonds. You know, who paid the cash bonds to get folks who were doing the right thing out of jail. And so, you know, if they know that we 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 got you, if people know that and we do it unit, we do it in unity. 
uh, right now with social media and, and having access, I, I, I think things will, things will definitely change uh, because enough is enough. We are, we're at that place. Enough is enough. I think we all need, I think people need to, so for me, let me speak for me, um, is to get behind a, a, a law or policy that you believe in and then get active in that. What, what is it that I can do if, if my goal is to change um, and make sure that there is a hate crime policy in Georgia, then that means there's some footwork that I need to start doing, whether it's phone calls to find out what steps I need to take, who is, is heading up um, this type of, uh, of movement and how can I volunteer my time and what do we need to do to get out on the, the streets to educate people about it there not being a hate crime law in Georgia I think choosing um, a, a policy or initiative um, that is going to change a law is that's my commitment um, in moving forward is is the thing that I am going to do is um, to, to actively get involved to change a law that I think needs to be on the books and I just want to say being a member of the 100 black women and I think it would be okay. I am not the spokesperson because we have a national president, but I think she would not mind if I share that all 3,000 women of the 100 black women, we will use our voices to speak out and to galvanize our communities in this electoral process. That's good. I'm going to commit, um, and while I serve in, in a, as an elected official, and I'm being very honest about it. You always feel like you can do more. You just always do because so much needs to be done. And Becky, you've said something tonight that I'm going to join because I believe that God blesses us with a platform. I do. And what are we going to do with it? You know, he's mm -hmm. going to look at us at, at that right. day of reckoning. Now, you may call him whatever you want to call him, but he's my God. And I believe he's going to say, what did you do with what I put in your hands? And I want to be able to, 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 to say I did all that you told me to do. And so, Becky, I'm going to use the platform that I've been given as an elected official to join forces. And we can we're going to work this together. And at least because one of the yes. things we have to teach our children is things don't happen overnight. It takes time. Mm -hmm. It takes, see, we're in a generation of children and people who want it yesterday. I want it right away. I get it. I can be the most impatient person mm -hmm. there is, but it takes time. It takes grunt work and grind. I'm going to commit. I want to know why it's not a law and what do we need mm -hmm. to do to make sure it becomes one. If nothing else I'm is there you. for my children's children to a thousand generations. Right. I'm, I'm in this. I'm the same boat. Uh, I agree with both of you. That's uh, we've been doing that um, within the AME church, a, a bishop of the district of Georgia. He has been pushing that law. He's been calling and talking with um, the governor. And, and, and that's something that is an initiative for us. So that's very, very de near and dear to my heart. So that's my passion too. not only to get behind it, but I want to fund organizations that are mobilizing these yes. young people who are going to take the mantle and get out and get not only just protests, but they're going to be stay steady. I think what we need is persons to stay on the job, not yeah. 
when things begin to get, we feel like they're better or things are hard, but to stay with it and not wait for another George Floyd or Breonna Taylor or Maude Aubrey, but just to stay on the job. So that's, that, that is what I'm going to do. And that's what I'm going to put my focus on those two things financially and also the hate crime law. All right, grown folks table girls, we, I think we might be on to something. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to start the movement. We're going to start the movement. We're going to get behind the movement. We're going to fund the movement. We're going to yeah. use our platforms. To <laughs> we're going to um, get all of our organizations on the same page. Yes. And so right here at the grown folks table, that's the only place where you can find where we begin to mobilize in the moment. <laughs> so thank you so much, um, you guys, for taking a seat at the grown folks table where we have real conversations about real experiences. God bless you and have a good rest of your night.